Joining me right now is Mamoose Raza, one of the rising stars coming out of Pakistan, but now he is living in Shanghai, China. Welcome to Kumite Radio. Dude, it's awesome to talk to you, John. Uh, it's a pleasure. So looking forward to getting right into it. The pleasure is all mine. Now, you last January, you fought yeah. at Victory Fight Night 3 in a four-man, one-night lightweight tournament. Nowadays, most fighters don't fight more than one time a night. So how did, you, how did that affect you? It was, new, it was new for me as well, to be honest. You know, I was like, shit, man. Two fights in a night. Let's see how this goes. I was up for the challenge. It was gonna be. It was gonna be because like adrenaline junkie, man. You want that shit. And uh, yeah, so it was kind of weird because I didn't have a lot of prep time between fights. It's sort of just fight. the first fight. You have a warm up. The second, I was like sitting there, and somebody goes, "Okay, you're up next." I'm like, "Okay." Uh, it was also kind of weird because it wasn't a conventional sort of a ring. It was a square, and it was held outside. So I've fought in quite a few weird places uh it wasn't that bad it was all right but it was definitely different much different it was very big uh the cage itself was very big but yeah man uh, i won the belt so that's good it was <laughs> sick though yeah the experience was sick uh what else can i say the, the, the guy that i fought was uh afghan he was a good fighter he was all right uh the, the guy i fought for the belt in the final fight so, got the win there. <laughs> well, in your first fight, you finished the opponent pretty quickly. It was it was kind of a mismatch, I think, because it was kind yeah. of easy for you to take him down and ground him out, right? Um, fighting somebody like that and then, like, waiting to fight your second fight, did you have, like, an adrenaline dump? Was there anything, like, mentally or physically lacking there between fights? Um, no. I, I actually... So as, I, as I've gone through uh, my career with fights, you, you learn to like stay a little more relaxed. So in the beginning, you're always pretty hyped up about it. And you do tend to have an adrenaline, adrenaline rush dump. But uh, I, I remember being quite relaxed. The first guy I fought, uh, I didn't want to underestimate him. And I also knew I had to finish it pretty fast because I, I don't want to fight a long fight and have to go into another fight because that's going to be quite taxing on the body, you know? But I'm quite, I'm very, I was very happy that it finished quickly because I had all that energy left for the second fight, which I needed apparently when all three rounds. So yeah, I now. do feel, of course, I feel I could have finished that one quite, quite quickly as well because you always, there's always room for improvement, right? But still, it was good. It was good. Yeah, nowadays, like, there's so many good fighters coming out of Pakistan, India, uh, Afghanistan. Uh, you know, yeah, like, I was sick, at man. Super Fight League a couple months ago, and there were some yeah. Afghani fighters there that were so good. Like, they're, like, killers, you know? And Yeah, they are, man. Yeah, and Definitely. Like, that part of the world now is growing. The fighters are growing. The sport is growing quickly. What is yeah. the state of Pakistani MMA right now? Is it... Is it in a good place or is it still in the infancy? Uh, listen, man, I think it's better than it was in the beginning. Of course, it's always getting better. And I think it's just there's so much raw talent there. It hasn't been tapped into. Like, and the thing is, life over there isn't very easy. So you have all these guys who are hungry as hell, man. They, they want to get out and they want to train hard. They really want it. Uh, not just Pakistan. Like you said, Afghanistan, Lebanon, all these other places, man. Uh, there's going to be some killers coming out of these places and, and SFL, yeah, 
definitely there's Baz Mubaris and all those guys. One of the, there's, I remember there was one Brazilian dude, he fights in the UFC now. Uh, I, I forgot his name. Well, but like, yeah, these guys, they're killers. They're killers. So these leagues that they've set up is awesome for us, you know, you know because uh, it gives us a platform. And that's what we're looking for. We just need, we, we need an opportunity, right? We get the opportunity, we're going to jump on it because a lot of these people have nothing to lose, right? So it's exciting for them. They, they want, they're, because they're training hard. Trust me, they're training hard. They want it. So it's good. It's growing. It's definitely growing. You recently did seminars at CAX Fight Club in association yeah. with uh, Fight House Brazil, right? You did yeah. seminars for the kids. Doing this, how did that help the kids? Like, uh, are they very eager to learn from you? Or is it something that they're really interested in? What is going on with that situation? Dude, I remember, so these kids, right? I've, I've taught kids before, and these kids were something else. Like, I, I, I showed them a technique and they do it right away. Like, they were paying so much attention to to detail and when I would go over to review what they were doing they were doing it absolutely perfectly that and I could tell that they were so eager to learn they just wanted someone to be there I'm not I'm no freaking black belt or anything right I will teach what I have learned right now imagine it was somebody of even higher caliber a black belt a first degree or whatever you know teaching them these guys they're good trust me there's some kids in there that I feel if they get the proper training the proper exposure Man, they could be champions, hands down. So, like, I was happy to do it. I'm happy to do it again and again, you know? Because when you have, when you have all these people who are actually going to listen to you, are actually going to see, take in what you have to offer, you know, you like teaching, you know? You, you like to show them. You want them to grow. So, it was great. It was awesome. And, you know, Cax, they're working hard. They're working really hard. And uh, I showed them some stuff I learned in, I learned from uh, Professor Hinata Vilame in Brazil. So that was, that was good. It was awesome. How old are these kids? Are they really young kids or are they like middle school, high school? So the oldest guy, I mean, obviously, there's, they're not all kids. So the, there were also some seniors there. For example, you'd, you'd have some guys maybe 24, 25, which are pretty young still. But then I think the youngest guy there was, I think, eight years old. And trust me, man, he was doing it the exact same way the 24-year-old was doing it. I'm not joking. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty badass. I was pretty impressed. I was like, man, you're going to be champion one day. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a huge for a kid that's learning something that they really are passionate about. Is somebody that's actually at the place that they want to be, giving yeah. them good, encouraging words. And I think that that's great for so you important. to do for them. Oh, thank you so much, man. I think it's just so important because I've had people in uh, when I was starting out that gave me the same and I just feel like that's what people need. They need positivity. They don't need negativity. You don't need someone who's going to pull you down, man. Like if, you, if you're going to pull other people down, how are you going to grow? You know, you need people around you that are, that are getting good with you so that you grow as an individual yourself, you know. Negativity is just crap. For sure. Now... After you fought in uh, Victory Fight Night 3, you decided to move to China, Shanghai, and join yeah. Dragon Warriors Gym. Why did you decide to pick up everything in your life and shift your life to China? <laughs> For the dream, man. Uh, I decided, like, listen, you can't do one thing and another thing. 
you need to be you need to have both your feet in you know if you're if you're stuck in between then you're not going to be either so and i feel like i have a skill i have a dedication to do this i feel like i can and i know i can do it you know uh my dream is to be the ufc champion and i feel like i can do it i will do it so this was an important step for me to get here to dedicate my life to what i want and uh, i'm training in what i feel is the best gym in china and the training partners are awesome the owners are awesome the gym is awesome and it's a sick experience i'm out here with my buddy marcio um he's a black belt black belt and uh, i'm learning something every day man uh training hard sparring hard and uh, very grateful to god at your gym you must have lots of chinese fighters training there yeah. also how are those fighters they're good they're good uh, the thing with the thing with chinese fighters is they like i think just chinese people as a whole they're very disciplined disciplined you know so when they set out to do something they're going to do it and they're going to do it a certain way a proper way so that's great because then there's no messing around with anything and they're good it's not they're good high level and they're striker uh, a lot of them are strikers which is great cuz we always so alex is the head coach right he's always comparing them to snipers and i think that's a great comparison it's like you look for the opportunity and you go that's it pop 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 get in there finish it you don't have to be the strongest individual strength is important but being accurate like mcgregor says you know yeah. timing beats speed accuracy is everything all that china has a lot of martial arts has there been anything yeah. you know any new type of martial art that you started learning since you've been there <laughs> no man i'm sticking to mma I'm, i haven't we did a little bit of capoeira sort of thing in the park but uh, nothing too fancy nothing too tai chi ish or something like that you know no karate kid type stuff if you if that's what you're wondering <laughs> yeah when you go to china you see so many people at especially at night doing yeah. tai chi yeah park yeah. or on the side True. of the road and it's everywhere were you shocked when you saw this it was it's actually quite so the first time i saw it, it was quite entertaining now it's become quite normal but seriously dude like you walk out and there's going to be a mall right and outside the mall there's going to be all these people in a perfect circle or a perfect line doing the exact same thing and i swear i wonder every single time do they practice every night because they do it perfectly man i've thought a couple of times i might join in but i'm like no nah, i don't want to mess up what they're doing <laughs> it's but they're like i said man these guys are disciplined that's why that's why i feel like it's just so big here so strong here what are the main differences that you see between living in pakistan and now living in china uh with respect to mma i'd well, say yeah mma okay well uh, i'll tell you as a whole and mma so with respect to mma like i said um Okay so the thing is in Pakistan this this stuff is not funded you know people don't believe in it over here it's something that everybody knows that okay this is actually a thing you know they are prepared to put in to invest into it and when you have investors it's very important in this day and age i mean dedication and all that stuff 
fine, that's great. It'll get you far. It'll get you far to a certain point. But then you do need money, man, in this day and age. And when, when you have people believing in it and investing in it, that's where growth really starts to happen. That's why you have all these huge facilities with these brilliant cages and good coaches. And when you have all that, then the, then the fighter excels and excels and excels, you know? So that's the difference there. And I feel like we're lacking there in Pakistan and we need it, but it's all about awareness. When people start seeing that this is a thing, not just cricket, which we have back home, because I really despise it now. I think that's when it's going to really start to boom. So that's, that's what I feel is the difference. All right, now April 29th in Shanghai, your new hometown. Yeah. Right, Rebel that's FC7, right. you're taking on Igor Griskiv. Now, yep. with this opponent, he's much older than you. He has a yep. little bit more experience than you do. Um, but you said you have more heart than he does. How big I believe of a role so. is that going to play in your fight against him? Listen, man. Um, see, the thing is, right? First of all, I'm not going to get tired. But I feel like when your body gets tired, right? You use your mind. When your mind, you use your heart, right? So I really do believe that I have all of that. I don't care if he's older. I don't care. If he's younger, I don't care if he has 15 fights, 20 fights. That's not the point because I'm in this to be the best. I believe I can do it. So you put anyone in front of me, I believe I can do it. And inshallah, I know that I'm going to take him down. Listen, man, God knows what's going to happen that night. Nobody else. But trust me, I'm going to bring hell, man. That's the plan. I'm not, I'm not going in there saying, oh, the plan is to lay an egg in the first round. No way. I'm going in there full guns, guns blazing. Inshallah, I know I got this. No <laughs> Igor, he's a submission yeah. fighter. He has yeah. seven submissions in a row. Every yeah. win that he has had as a professional is a submission. Now, you know that, of course, because you're fighting him. In yeah. your preparations, have you been working a lot more on your ground game? I've been working on everything. Uh, I don't... The thing is, I've been working very hard on everything. I don't expect, like, see, the thing is, I, I expect him to do that. And I also expect him to do something new. It could be anything. I'm prepared for the ground. I'm prepared for stand-up. If he takes me down, he's not, I feel like I could take him down. I would take him down. He has good wrestling. He has good sub, uh, submissions. I've seen his fights. But maybe I'll submit him this time, this time around. You know what I mean? You said that you might want to go take him down, you know, and see what yeah. he got, right? Are you all about challenging yourself when you're in that Always. case? Or are you going to go with your strengths? Always, man. I feel like I want to be the best all around. I don't want to be a one-dimensional fighter. And I don't want to be a one-trick pony ever. You know, we've seen fighters in the past at the highest level who have done only one thing and failed, right? So you need to be able to do everything anywhere, adapt, you know? You need to be, to be able to adapt and overcome in any situation. So that's what I'm working on. I'm working on being able to do anything in any position because it's important now. It's important. If somebody that hasn't seen you fight yet, you know, and they're, they're tuning into Rebel FC7, you know, later yeah. this month, 
if you could introduce yourself to them, how would you describe yourself? Come watch a bearded white guy put on a show. <laughs> That's what I'd say. It's going to be a good one, man. Trust me. I'm so psyched. I'm so psyched for it. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there. And I really do want to put on a show. You, I, I'm emphasizing on this. I want to go out there and I want to be brutal. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Nothing else. So watch out for the bearded white guy. Now, on the same night, the featherweight title is on the line. I know yeah. you're, you're watching that because you're one of the Ooh. guys that are rising, one of the rising prospects in the division. Eyes on the prize. Yes, of course. Rodolfo um, Marquez versus Casasmaza Majima. Who do you believe will win this fight and why? Listen, it's going to be a good fight, okay? So, but I feel like Adolfo, he's got, he's got good striking, man. He moves very well, you know? And uh, he fought in the last Rebel, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, he, he fought, was he, he fought Cool Bones? Is that correct? If I'm not mistaken. But I feel like he has good striking, you know? The other guy, he, he's interesting. We didn't see a lot because he finished it quite quickly. I think it could go either way because he's because the other guy he's young you know he's hungry but i i'm definitely excited to see this i want to see this eyes on the prize you know all right before i let you go what is your plans for the rest of the year i see that you want to fight six times and you said you want to go back to pakistan a few times to fight over there um what is your you know like goals my goals, I'll tell you my goal. My goal is to be the champion of the UFC. That's my goal for the year, man. I, I'm just going to take it as it comes, okay? Uh, I can only plan so much. There will always be external factors that are going to come into account, right? I can only plan so much. The real planner is God, right? So I'm going to try my best. I'm going to train hard, and I'm going to see where that takes me. That's the plan. That's the plan, bro. All right, Rebel FC 7, April 29th. You can tune in, guys. Nimos Raza take on his uh I think this is going to be your biggest test to date. Do you do you think that? Yeah, yeah. I do I do believe so. I believe it's a big fight. Uh every fight is always the biggest fight of my life, you know. If I feel if I believe it's a big fight and tune in, guys. I'm excited. Let's do All this. Right. All right, thank you Nimos for your time and uh I'll definitely see you around. Definitely, man. Boom. Take care, brother.